When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, everyone. It's Mina with a voice note to cover what happened in the Champions League matches. I am sorry that this is a little bit later than I wanted it to be. Um, we got some bad news yesterday of a friend of ours who lost a lot of his family in the war in the Middle East at the moment. And so it wasn't a very uh, good night. But either way, I just finished watching Lazio and uh, against Feyenoord because I couldn't watch that match live and what a disappointment Lazio ended up being um a 3-1 win to Feyenoord and honestly speaking it should have been probably 5-1 um Jimenez for them was just absolutely outstanding he is so dynamic so direct so precise so brilliant brilliant um Feyenoord in general were excellent this was always going to be an interesting match it's been a tense affair between these two sides in general and um Feyenoord did everything to try to protect the Lazio bench from uh from any crowd trouble something that we've seen in the past when Sadi has uh had previously said that it was raining bags of piss because apparently they were chucking urine at him uh, last time round when they played each other in the in the Europa Cup. So it is what it is. But um, I think Lazio will feel very upset over the match and the way the the, the way in which they approached this. Now it was really interesting because I think Lazio has started to really find themselves again the ability to sort of dominate midfield and remain compact and show the beauty of both sides of their game. Um, but, uh, many fingers have been pointed, um, Maurizio Sari for the changes, um, that he put in, in one sense and in, in taking Patrick out and putting Casale at the back, who had a horrible, horrible game. Um, and obviously in choosing Chiro Immobile to start over Castellanos, um, and Immobile just isn't the player right now to start these matches. Sari, obviously came out and said, you you can't expect me to leave him out. He needs game time. But when Castellanos came in, he missed a tap in. Um, and really 
Oh, and earned the penalty eventually that got them one one goal. I mean, it really didn't mean anything because it came out of nothing and it was at the end of the match when Feyenoord were already 3-0 up. But perhaps had he started the match, it would have been different. But it was a game in which it was interesting because Nikki was saying, you know, that she doesn't know what she thinks about Lazio because it does still depend a lot on moments of brilliance from the likes of Luis Alberto. And as we saw last night, when when those individuals don't turn it on, it becomes that much harder for Lazio because they should have expected that Feyenoord were going to come with a great tactical plan. They were going to have all the fans on their side and they were going to try to show the best of themselves and be very aggressive and dynamic and press and... And if you can't, and you have to just try to stay in the game as much as possible and perhaps do something in the final 20 minutes or half an hour when obviously you would expect the opponent that has been playing such an exhausting style of football, um, and energetic to eventually tire. But as you also didn't show them the best of themselves in the final. And that is the moment in which in the final half an hour, and that is the moment in which you do expect them to come back to show themselves. So I think it was a very disappointing game. It obviously makes it that much harder for them to reach, uh, to well, to qualify out of the group. And now they must absolutely win their game against the team um, when they play at home. So all for them to do terrible defending. I mean, I mean, I just anyway, but this wasn't the game of Wednesday night. The main game was, of course, PSG hosting Milan. And that is even more disappointing than what Lazio managed to do because it just seemed like Milan had come there with, I honestly don't know, with with almost the arrogance to think that you can take on the side and do something special without... I, I I don't understand this because it's becoming very hard at this moment in time to defend Stefano Pioli, who I have defended a lot. And I understood when he decided to take and make a very, you know, take a very naive approach to Inter because I thought that he was using it to experiment, to see the level of his team. But to go against PSG, who obviously boasts the greatest player in the world in Kylian Mbappe, who have players with pace like Ousmane Dembele, and obviously like... um midfielders who can contribute like um Emery who's just he's just been fantastic in general I find it very strange that you would decide to play a game that was a lot of man-on-man duels and that you play a high line and you gift PSG so many opportunities to use that pace against you to counter-attack against you to find those spaces that were never shut down it was almost like Milan were allergic to being compact and it was shocking to watch shocking to watch and he said you know it's about distractions I mean here's the thing this is how you know a great coach from another one because what is so brilliant about Ancelotti, especially when you compare them to Pioli and, um, for example, Maurizio Sarri, who've both achieved their own success. You know, they've both won a, a title with their respective clubs, Juventus with Sarri, obviously, Pioli and Milan. But what Ancelotti does so well is that he creates a team and a strategy, but one that's never dependent on not making mistakes. Everything he does and every style that he chooses to play is done so, so that if a mistake does happen, there's a plan B and there's a plan C as to how to rescue the situation because he expects his players to make mistakes. He doesn't expect perfection. What annoys me so much from, from a coach like Maurizio Sari is that his players need to be switched on for the full 90 minutes, which is almost 
too much because you have to have such a high quality of players to be able to really do that. And then should they make a mistake, then it's an obvious goal. And I don't like these types of risks because they depend on players not making mistakes. And what I like about Ancelotti is that he expects his players to make mistakes. And that's how his tactics are played. And I do feel that on this occasion, purely coming out and say, well, we were just it. What did you think that your team was going to be able to take on the greatest player in midfield from some half of which I've never even heard of before? Like, I just, I find it like who you thought Kroonich and, and Reinders would be able to contain and help a defense against Kylian Mbappe and Usman Dembele, who arrived from Barcelona. And, and, ah, oh, it annoyed me. It annoyed me the amount of spaces that allowed PSG to, to play. Um, and they played a 4-2-4. They came in with a very ambas- ambitious game plan. One that was actually very much, um, I was going to say poo-pooed, it's really not the right word to use, that was completely trashed by all pundits and critics when he ch- chose to play that way against Tonali because it was almost deemed as arrogant to play 4-2-4 against Newcastle. And yet he came in with a 4-2-4. And there's good old Milan being like, yep, we're going to go toe-to-toe and see what happens. It obviously didn't help. They got two yellow cards very quickly, which stopped the likes of Tiao and to really try to... <laughs> stop this wonderful PSG side but it for me was remarkably naive and I expected a lot better from Stefano Pioli now there are some things that it's worth mentioning Milan haven't scored now a goal in five consecutive Champions League games this has never happened to an Italian team more importantly they had now I believe that it's both Leao and Giroud who haven't scored in over a month for Milan, which poses a lot of problems for them going forward. So in 360 minutes of football, they've only managed one goal, and that was Pulisic against Genoa. So it's surprising, really, that a team that um, has really tried to invest in attacking players to offer themselves alternatives to Rafael Leao on the left, the player that they always need to be a magician, really, and one of the reasons, one of the players they depended on last season and the one before, obviously. But they found themselves to be so dependent on him, they were like, right, let's invest in attacks. Let's try to create a team that can attack from all angles. And right now they can't score a goal. And so offensively, they are confused and um, not good enough. And defensively, they've always been vulnerable. I know that they've done a good job so far, but... I, you look at that side and you never thought to yourself that Tomori and Kalulu or whoever it is at the back was really strong enough to keep out the very best. And I just, I mean, Kroonich had a terrible night as well. It's just, I look at this team and I'm like, are they very good? Well, you know, because Pulisic is not going to be the guy that shows up for these matches. You want Leon to show up in these matches. And his inconsistencies have really now proved to be a problem because it just seems like this player... You know, he's dazzling to watch when he's on, but when he's off, it's really frustrating to watch. It's very, very frustrating to watch. And somehow Milan are still very dependent on him. So yes, there's many, many things that Milan have to obviously address with their own side. They've now lost all three big matches they've played in. Obviously the spanking by Inter, 
a loss to Juventus over the weekend, the 1-0, and now a loss to PSG. They have to absolutely win against Napoli or we are talking about a crisis that's going to impact them going forward. They've got to find different ways of playing the game. They've got to realize how to be a lot more compact within this game. Um, otherwise, it's going to be really, really difficult for them this season. And it's it's imperative that they win the remaining three games. Obviously, next time it will be them hosting PSG, but I shudder every time I think of uh, Kylian Mbappe against this side. Also worth noting, this was the 200th game of Stefano Pioli on the bench and he failed the decide without a single Italian starting for them. Although Calabria did come on afterwards, there were question marks about how angry Calabria is with Pioli. And he said that if you don't believe, you know, in speaking to the team, if you don't believe that we can make it, then you shouldn't be there. So do you believe in Milan making it at this point? I honestly don't know, but I, I certainly hope that they understand how to, to, be tight and how to play against these big teams. Otherwise, it's a major problem. That's all for now and hope you're well and can't wait to record the main pod with Nikki next week. Ciao. Sports Social Podcast Network.